Erev Tov, good evening. We are in the Rambam, in the introduction to the Rambam. Tonight's shiur is dedicated to my grandfather, Alav Shalom, Rabbi Yaakov Biton, of blessed memory, my mother's father, his neshama should have an Aliyan Gan Eden, Bezalt Hashem. The piece of the Rambam that we're up to right now is the oral transmission of the law. Yesterday we spoke about the Navi Hoshea, who received from Zechariah and his Bedin. We mentioned the four prophets that were alive in the same period. So we had Hoshea, Amos, Yishaya, and Micha. We mentioned yesterday there was a Gemara that said that the chief of all these Nevi'im was Hoshea. Tonight we're going to deal with the next one, which is Amos. Amos receives the oral law in his tradition from Hoshea and his Betadim. The footnote of Al here only tells us to look at the Seder Olam uh, in chapter 20 to see the details over there. For tonight though, I wanted to look a little bit into the Tanakh with you and discuss about Amos, a little bit about his life, a little bit about uh, who he was, what he was about, the things that he came to prophecy about, what bothered him, solutions that he had, promises for the future. Bezat Hashem, let's look a little bit into the book of Amos. And for those of you who'd like to put on your cameras, I would love to see you. It helps me so much uh, when you have your cameras on. If it's not comfortable for you, please don't worry at all. If you can't do it, then uh, I completely understand. Forgive me, this Tanakh is not the exact same one I have at home. But it's the standard art scroll Tanakh. If you'd like to take your own out, we're on page 1356. That's the first chapter of Amos. Or you could just go to Safariah or any other uh, place where you have the Tanakh and look for Amos chapter 1. Divrei Amos, asher haya vanogdim mitikoa. The words of Amos was one of the nokdim is used in other places in the Tanakh surrounding animal, livestock. Here art scroll translated as a herder. Minastam, I recall that other commentaries understand this to mean a breeder. Asher al Yisrael Yehuda who prophesied, saw visions about Am Yisrael in the days of Uziah, the king of Yehuda, Uvime Yerovam ben Yoash, and in the days of Yerovam ben Yoash, Melech Israel, the king of Israel, Shnataim Lifne Harash, two years before the Rash, the noise. Our scroll here translates as an earthquake. Don't believe it, we're not dealing today with the Rash and what the Rash means. We have here a man by the name of Yerovam. Yerovam is one of two Yerovams. There's another Yerovam. Do you remember his name? This one is Yerovam, the son of 
Yoash. Who was Yoash? Remember Yoash? He was a little boy. Where was he from? Who was he? What was the story? In the days of Yehoyada HaKohen, Yehoyada had whisked him away to the Abed Mikdash and hid him there as a baby. He becomes the king of Israel at a very young age. And then sometime in his 30s, begins to look into the Bet Mikdash towards the end of his life. Unfortunately, his life takes a turn for the worse. This is the son, Yerobam ben Yoash, Melech Yisrael. Our rabbis say about him, why did he merit to be listed among the righteous kings? What was so special about him? You're going to see later on, we're going to mention Lashon Hara that comes to Yerobam about Amos. And Yerovam refuses to accept the Shon Haram, but the Prophet of Hashem. And our Chachamim say in tradition that this is why he was counted among the righteous kings, because he did not accept the Shon Haram about one of the leaders of Israel. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. And he said, Adonai will roar like a lion from Zion. From Yerushalayim he will raise his voice. The pastures of the shepherds will dry up and the fertile of the lands, okay, maybe that's more correctly, will dry up. Right after he speaks about Israel, he immediately begins to prophesy about other nations. Amos is one of the Nevi'im, who not only is he not mentioned anywhere else in the Tanakh, one of a few Nevi'im like that, He's also not mentioned in conjunction with his father, so does not Amos Ben. Our rabbis have a discussion in the Talmud whether when a prophet is mentioned without his father's name or with his father's name, if it actually makes a difference. Many of our Chachamim are inclined to say that when you list a Navi with his father's name, so he becomes a Navi Ben Navi, a prophet, the son of a prophet. That's why he's listed as, a, as, a, as someone, the son of someone else. Amos, though, if you remember, is one of the herders. He's just a regular person who becomes a Navi. By the way, this ends up being a little bit of a dispute between Don Yitzchak Abarbanel, Rabbi Yitzchak Abarbanel, to the Rambam. The Rambam in his Moen Avuchim writes that in order to become a prophet, to become a Navi, one has to work tremendously hard to reach very lofty levels of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of clinging to the divine intellect before one can prophesy. The Barbanel tries to use this story of Amos as somehow showing, look, even a regular shepherd can become a Navi. That's a big assumption, by the way, to assume that Amos is just a regular shepherd. You should know. It doesn't come from nowhere. Amos, let me see if I can find the Pasuk for you. If you look at Amos chapter 7, verse 14, we're going to read this again in just a few minutes. But that's on page 1366 in the art scroll. Amos chapter 7, verse 14. Vayan Amos vayomer Amos speaks to Amatia saying, Lo navi anochi, I am not a prophet. Lo ben navi anochi, I am not the son of a prophet. Ki voker anochi, ovoles shikmim. I am a cattle herder. I'm going to go with Art Scrolls translation here at the second part. And I'm an examiner of sycamores. Meaning, I am not a prophet. I'm not the son of a prophet. 
Don't start lumping this title of prophet onto me. By the way, clearly Amos is a prophet. So what he means here, we're going to talk about it in just a few minutes. But for right now, Amos is using this term, you know, just today I was teaching in the Shi'ur in the United Kingdom about Rabbi Eliezer ben Holkanos and how he once saw someone teach halakha before his rabbi. He ruled on a halakha before his rabbi. And he tells his wife, anyone know the wife of Rabbi Eliezer ben Holkanos, what her, what her name was? You remember who Rabbi Eliezer ben Holkanos was? Someone can help me out of Rabbi Eliezer ben Holkanos. Who was he? What's the story? Rabbi Eliezer ben Holkanos grew up in the home of Holkanos. His father was a wealthy man who had many fields. He was involved in agriculture. He was a complete and utter Amharitz, the father. The son, Rabbi Eliezer, wanted to go study Torah. And his father said, well, what do you go study Torah for? We have money, we have a family business to take care of. I'll give you any field that you want of your brother, just take it. And he decides that he doesn't want it. He leaves his father's estate, he leaves the money. He walks, if you recall, to Yerushalayim. It takes him some two days to get there. When he comes to Yerushalayim, he doesn't have what to eat or drink. He hasn't, he's starving, mamash starving. He comes to Yeshiva, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai sees him. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai says, just like his mouth smells so bad from not eating for two days, one day his mouth will cause the smell of Torah to be in the whole world. And that's what happens. Fast forward about ten years later, Eliezer ben Holkanos' father, Holkanos, comes to Yerushalayim. And he decides to write a will in the Bet Adin in front of Rabbani Yochanan ben Zakai. And in his will, he asks that he has a son, Eliezer, who strayed from the family, and he shouldn't be included in the will. Rabbi Muhammad Zakai at that moment had the rabbis of Yerushalayim together with him and it was, there was a big celebration there and asked Rabbi Eliezer to speak and all the Chachamim were so impressed when Rabbi Eliezer ben Chunos spoke and he said, you know, your son Eliezer, he's this Rabbi Eliezer and he felt so ashamed that he wanted to erase his son from his will. I mentioned today in the Shi'ur that many people go through struggles in their life. Many people. Uh, that not often... You know, there are certain struggles that people go through, whatever they are. It could be religious struggles, it could be personal struggles, it could be choices of marriage, it could be whatever else might happen. And oftentimes those who we love are not on board with us. There are parents, there are children, there are spouses, there are brothers and sisters that look at us in a strange way. What are we doing? What's, what's wrong with you? What, what did, where did you go? What happened to you? And very rarely do people experience that validation of their father coming to Yerushalayim and realizing that the son that he was going to write out of his will is actually one of the greatest scholars alive in Amisal today. Now it seems that Rabbi Eliezer ben wasn't waiting for this validation, but it was a gift. It's a gift for a person to be able to reconcile something that, that was causing a, a split in their life. Without the shame on all of us, I got distracted. Why? Rabbi Eliezer ben he told his wife, Ima Shalom. Her name is Ima Shalom. This name was very popular, for example, in the Bukharian community. There are many Bukharian Jews that I know who have the name Ima Shalom. It's a beautiful name. Why nobody uses it today? I can't tell you. Uh, but Ima Shalom is a mamash, one of a, it's a special name. She was the sister of Rabban Gamliel. And that has many ramifications. I gave today Hoshua, but I'll post it online as soon as it's available. He sees the student teach halakha in front of his rabbi and he tells his wife, 
I would be very surprised if this student survived the year. And Chachamim say, the student died within the year. Ima Shalom turns to her husband and says, what are you, a prophet? It is lo navi velo ben navi. I'm not a prophet and not the son of a prophet. Rather, I have a Kabbalah from my, from my teachers that one who teaches Hanacha in front of his rabbi is liable for the death penalty. We have a shi'ul here uh, that we did together in the Rambam in which we discussed this idea of uh, uh, teaching, ruling Hanacha in front of one's rabbi. One second. And that sentence of lo navi velo ben anochi, lo navi anochi, I'm not a prophet nor am I the son of a prophet, comes here from the book of Amos. And one who's not familiar with the Tanakh wouldn't be able to pick up on that reference, which he's, I mean, clearly he knew something. Amos is saying, I'm not a prophet, not the son of a prophet, but he, he really is a prophet. He's not saying I'm a nobody, rather it's a reference to something that came before. These prophecies about other nations is a discussion for another time. Why is he sent to prophecy against other nations? But there are some key prophecies here that I believe, I believe are relevant to Am Yisrael in every time and every place. Look with me in uh, chapter 2, verse 6, Pasuk 6. We read this in Haftarat Vayeshev. This is the Haftarah we read for that week's parasha. Ko amar Adonai. This is what Hashem says. Al shelosha pishei Yisrael on the three sins of Israel v'al arba'a lo yishiveno. For three transgressions I have looked away, but for the fourth I will not pardon them. Al michram bakesev tzadik. For they're selling a righteous man for money. And they sell a poor man for shoes. They aspire as they walk on the dust of the earth for the head of poor. They twist the judgment of the humble. These are very special people who couldn't care less about other human beings. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says about these type of people, I can't pardon this Avira. I can't pardon a people who are callous to the suffering of others. He's not done though. Look at Peregimel Pasuk Yud Gimel. Shimu v'ha'idu bevet Yaakov. This is already not part of the Haftarah anymore. Listen and testify in the house of Yaakov. Neum Adonai Elohim Elohei Hatzevaot. Listen to the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Here he has a few titles. Adonai Elohim Elohei Hatzevaot. Ki beyom pogdi pishei Yisrael alav. For the day that I visit the Averot, the Pshaim of the Jewish people. Ufakadati al mizbechot bet el. I will avenge the altars of Bet-El. The corners of the altar will be cut off. And they will fall down to the earth. Did I skip a page? Say 
something is making HaKadosh Baruch Hu angry. The Navi is here to tell Am Yisrael that something is going wrong. And here, the Navi Amos begins to mock the Jewish people. Look in chapter 4. Shimu hadavar hazem parot habashan asher bahar shomron haoshkot dalim harotetzot evyonim haomrim ladonehem Hear this prophecy, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountain of Shomron, of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the destitute, who say to their lords, bring so we may drink. Look in Pasuk Dalid. Bo Bet'el Ufishu. Come to Bet'el. Rebel. Hagilgal Hirbul Ifshoah. Rebel greatly in Gilgal. Bring your sacrifices every morning. Bring your masrot, your tithes, three times. Burn the offerings of leavened bread. Announce and publicize all the voluntary korbanot. For this is what you love to do, children of Israel. You love to serve a Kaddosh Baruch Hu. You love to go to Berak Knesset. You love to learn Torah. You love to offer me things. But look in Perik Hey. You same people who are so religious. Sanu vashar mochiach vedover tamim yitaevu. You are people though who hate to be rebuked. You cannot handle the purely righteous people in your midst. You ever heard about a Jewish community that protects itself? By telling people never to critique the holy community of Israel. Because you can't hang out our dirty laundry in public. Don't speak bad to us. We don't want to hear it. We're the best community on earth. We're the most righteous people in the world. It's not a new problem. It's an old problem. Who does Amisal hate? Who do the righteous people in Amisal hate? Those who are truly righteous. Those who call them out on their averot. And he continues. Because you trample upon the poor, you exact a burden of grain from him. There's all kinds of curses that will befall the Jewish people. Pasuk Yudbet. I know how many Averot Am Yisrael has. You have unlimited amount of Averot. You oppressors of righteous, takers of bribes, of ransoms, who distort the justice of the poor people at the gates. You're so righteous, Takadosh Baruch But somehow when it comes to the mitzvot, the Ben Adam 
between you and other people, somehow you don't have to be religious there anymore. Somehow you have to have a mehadrin min a mehadrin hechsher on your food. But in the way you treat other human beings, people that are less fortunate than you, huh? about them your religion doesn't require anything. And then in Pasuk Yudalit, he begins to give them a solution. By the way, this perik, perik hey, is very important. Our rabbis say in the Gemara that there are 613 commandments in the Torah. And Amos came to stress only one of them. Which of the 613 mitzvot? Look in Pasuk uh, uh, Dalid. Pasuk Dalid. Uh, hey, actually, sorry. This is what Hashem has told the house of Israel. Seek me and you shall live. Look for me. Look for me and you will live. How do you look for a Kadosh Baruch Hu? Where do you find a Kadosh Baruch Hu? Here the Navi is telling you. Tedvav. Sinura. Hate that which is evil. Vehevu tov. Love that which is good. Vehatsigu bashar mishpat. Restore justice to the gates. Ulai. Maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu will have compassion on the rest of the remnant of Yosef. You want to fix Am Yisrael? You want solutions to the problem? You wish to get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Hate evil. Love that which is good. And restore justice to Am Yisrael. There's not a new theme. You've heard this theme from other Nevi'in. But Amos is coming to scream to Am Yisrael, stop being so religious in the wrong way. Start being Jewish. Start being Am Hashem. Do that which is right. By the way, David HaMelech says something similar. Adonai Sinura. Remember we said this in Kabbalah Shabbat. How do we say it? Those who love HaKadosh Baruch Hu should hate that which is bad. How could you say that love HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you also love that which is evil? This rebuke against Am Yisrael does not sit well with the Jewish people. They don't like people who rebuke them, remember? Amos knows that. So what happens? What happens is they decide, Amatia. Who is Amatia? According to our rabbis, look at me in Perik Zayin, chapter seven, in Pasuk Yod, chapter t- in verse ten. Amatia is the Kohen in Betel. Amatia, according to our rabbis, is the brother of Amotz. Who is Amotz? Who is Amotz? He's the father of. The father of Yishayahu. This is the uncle of Yishayahu Navi. Yes? He decides how do you get rid of people you don't like? What's the best way to get rid of someone you don't like? To slander their character. Why engage with them? Why debate their ideas when you could just destroy them? You heard of this tactic before? You know anywhere in the world where they use this tactic? Why should we ever n- n- debate, have a conversation, discuss, when I could just shame you and slander you and destroy who you are? 
וזו למה אמציה דס. וישלח אמציה כהן בית אל אל ירבעם מלך ישראל לאמור, אמציה sends word to ירבעם the king, and he says, קשר עליך עמוס בקרב בית ישראל, נו תוכל הארץ להכיל את כל דבריו. עמוס has conspired against you, he's rebelling against you. Why? כי כה אמר עמוס, זה מה עמוס says. בחרב ימות ירבעם, ירבעם will die by the sword, וישראל גלו יגלה מעל אדמתו on the Jewish people. The Jewish people will be exiled from their land if they keep this behavior up. At this point, Amatziah sends word now to Amos. But this is the Lashon Hara. Remember I told you in the beginning of the Shiur that, that um, uh, um, Yerovam did not accept Lashon Hara about Amos. This is Lashon Hara he didn't accept about Amos. So what happens? Amatziah decides to reach out to Amos himself. Vayomer Amatziah in Amos verse 12 in chapter 7. Vayomer Amatziah in Amos. Amatziah tells Amos, Chose, you seer, you prophet. לך ברך לך על ארץ יהודה, וכל שם לחם ושם תנבא. Go, run away to the land of Yehuda. This is the kingdom of Israel here. At this point in Jewish history, the kingdoms are split into two. Leave us alone. Go bother the other Jews. וכל שם לחם ושם תנבא. Go eat your bread over there and, and prophecy over there. Why does he tell him to go eat his bread over there? What's he talking about? He's accusing him of taking money for his prophecies. Remember back when taking money to be like a rabbi or whatever was like the worst thing you could say about somebody? Very good. That's exactly what he's accusing him of. You want to make money off the backs of Jewish people? Go, go somewhere else. Don't bother us here. Meaning this was the style of the Nevi'im. These, there, are, there are thousands of little prophets running around. And they were, they were taking people's money to prophecy. You, you heard of that trend ever? Everything that you need to fix in Am Yisrael today, you have already in the Tanakh. The fact that we don't learn our Tanakh is why we don't know how to fix the problems we have. He said, what would HaKadosh Baruch Hu tell us here? Well, HaKadosh Baruch Hu already told you what he would tell you here. You just didn't look. We have the same problems. He says, go take your money-making business of prophecy somewhere else. Don't come here and prophecy anymore in Bet-El. Ki Mikdash Melechu Uvet Mamlachahi Hu. It is a sanctuary of the king. It's the seat of the royal crown. Vayan Amos. What does Amos tell Amatia? Vayan Amos vayomer al Amatia. Lo navi anochi. I am not a prophet. Velo ven navi anochi. I'm not the son of a prophet. Ki voker anochi uvoles shikmim. I'm a cattle herder. I have my own job. Remember the whole book of prophecy. How does Amos begin? He was one of the herders in Tekoa. Why? Why do you have to tell us that about where, where Tekoa is, by the way? Have you been to Tekoa before? Some of you here may have been there. Right outside of Yerushalayim, not far from... It's a suburb of Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah, the nearest major city is Bethlehem. Bethlehem. It's a beautiful, beautiful yeshuv. Uh, there was a boy, Yechman Al-Tan, who was murdered from there. If you remember, uh, Kobe Mandel. Do you remember the story of this boy who was, who was yes, killed? Yes. So, so his family is from Tekoa. For those of you looking for affordable living in Israel, I heard that over there, there's uh, some beautiful homes for good prices. That's what I heard. Now uh, back, the Aliyah, Aliyah uh, 
advertisement is over. He speaks back to him and says, I'm not a prophet. I don't do this for money. I have my own job. This is my side gig. HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to me when I was uh, uh, dealing with my animals and said, go prophesy to Israel. What is he telling him? I don't need your money. I have my own integrity, my own backbone. If Talmidei Chachamim were able to be self-sufficient and not rely on other people for anything about a parnasah, you can imagine how much change they could inspire in the world. Because when people would try to bully their message, they would say, Lo navi anuchi, velo ben navi anuchi. I have my own money. I have my own, my own support. I don't need you. You don't like what I'm saying? You're going to listen to it anyways. That's exactly what he does. Now, Amatia, you reach out to me. Now listen carefully because I'm going to repeat to you the message you told me not to say. Terrible things will happen to you. And you will die on contaminated soil. And the Jewish people, whether you like me or not, the Jewish people, if they keep this behavior up, will be exiled from their land. Amos looks at Amatia and says, don't bully me. I don't need you. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm not asking you for donations. You don't sign my paycheck. I'm not looking for bread from the people of Israel. I'm here to save you. I'm here to tell you how to get back into favor with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ultimately, ultimately, there's a famous prophecy of Amos, that's in the last page of Amos. If you go look in Perik Tet, chapter 9, Pasuk 13, the Navi ends off with a blessing, a prophecy for a positive future for Am Yisrael if they listen. There are days coming, says Hashem. Venigash choresh bakotzer. The plowman will meet the reaper and the reaper of grapes will meet the one who carries the seeds. The mountains will be juicy, they'll drip with juice, all the hills will melt. And I will return the captives of my people Israel. And they will build Rebuild the broken cities, the desolate cities of Am Yisrael. V'yashavu, they'll return. V'natu chramim, and they will plant their vineyards. V'shatu et yinam, and they'll drink their wine. V'asu ganot v'achlut prehem. They will plant gardens, they'll eat prehem, their fruits. Unta'atim al admatam. And I will plant them into their land. They will never again be uprooted from their land which I have given them. There is hope for Am Yisrael. Amos didn't come just to critique Am Yisrael. 
He came to tell them, there will be a reward for what you do. If you return to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you search for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you restore justice to the gates of Yerushalayim, if you stop oppressing the poor, if you do that which is right and you hate that which is evil, the blessing that will come to Am Yisrael is not only will I return them to Eretz Yisrael, we've merited to experience that part of the prophecy, the return of the Jewish people to Eretz Yisrael. There's a security we have not merited yet. The security that we ask for is May we merit to not just be in Israel, but to never again be uprooted from Eretz Yisrael. Sometimes it seems like that the Jewish people will keep uprooting themselves from Eretz Yisrael. About this sickness, I don't even know if the prophets could have dreamt such a nightmare where Jewish people will uproot themselves from Eretz Yisrael. That's already something that's uh, unfathomable. But we pray for that part. There's still work to do. We may have returned home. But we need the security. The security of knowing that we never will have to leave again. And that we can only accomplish if we listen to the words of Amos. Amos, who is just a shepherd. Amos, who is not a prophet, and he's not even the son of a prophet. Amos, who just came to tell Am Yisrael the word of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This same Amos is the one who receives the transmission of the Torah from Hoshea Hanavi and passes it on to the next generation, which we will study about next week with Allah Shem on Monday evening. Everyone.